0: Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Hopefully, you guys are having a stress-free week so far, and uh, the rest of your week goes as smooth as the first part did, and hopefully... These podcasts that I'm putting out can reduce your stress and keep your mind off work and on hunting. And today we have a different kind of hunter profile podcast. We're going to be talking with Jimmy Davis, and Jimmy is going to talk to us about the steps he is taking or he has he took to introduce his daughter and his son into bow hunting or hunting in general and a specific story about how he had a successful bow hunt with his son in the tree stand with him. Um, I got a kick out of it because as a father myself, um, I'm looking forward to the day that I can start bringing my kids into the timber with me. Um, I'm already doing that a little bit, but they're still young where it's probably not a good idea to get them 20 foot up in a tree quite yet. But... I'm looking forward, forward to that day. So why don't we get right into this week's Hunter Profile Podcast with Jimmy Davis. Enjoy. All right. On the phone with me now is Jimmy Davis.
1: How's it going today, Jimmy?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good. And yourself?
1: I'm doing fine. Did you have a good Easter?
2: Yeah, it was real good, actually. Yep. spent time with the family and and uh, and the kids, and here we are. Here we are.
1: Yeah, I, I had two days of pretty much gluttony stuff in my face and it was all topped (laughs) off. Like I wait for my grandma makes, has this mashed potato recipe and she does it for every family gathering. And it's something that I kind of, I go overboard with. So I go in for like third and fourths and then I, I'm nice and I wait to make sure everybody had their fair share. And then I go in and just clean house. I hear you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you, why don't we start off and uh, you can, and what I'll say right now is you had a successful season on more than one front today. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit, but why, go ahead and tell us where you're from and what you do for a living.
2: Hey, well, I'm um, in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Um, I'm an electrical designer for a company that does uh, our systems cure ink in huge commercial print presses all over the world. So, like stuff that your credit cards are made of or printed from, um, DVD covers, that kind of stuff. Like all of our, our equipment, it cures the ink via UV and LED. So, oh, so nice. it's kind of a, yeah, it's it's a pretty neat, pretty neat deal. So,
1: cool. All right. So, you're from Wisconsin. Huge hunting tradition in in Wisconsin. And um, how long? I, first off, let's start for you. Let's start at the very beginning. Who was it that got you into hunting? When did you start hunting?
2: Well, I started right away when I was I turned twelve, and that, that was the legal age in Wisconsin at the time. And my ever growing up before that, my dad and my uncle they would. I always go out bow hunting and, and my little cousin or whatever I had to sit there at the house, you know, and watch them go. And he could never go. And it's like, Oh, I just want to go. And, and, uh, but yeah, I think it's still, you know, I didn't actually start going until I turned 12 and that was gun hunting. And, uh, yeah, I, I actually was pretty successful. this year. I think it was the first, first four or five years the opening morning in the same stand, same spot, um, shot a buck each time. And,
1: uh, that kinda of got me into bow hunting more then after that. So the how old were you when you first started bow hunting? Oh gosh.
2: I, think I must have been like fifteen yeah, fifteen and sixteen. I remember my buddy, um, best friend in high school, we you know, as soon as we got home from school, we hunted together all the time, like we sat each with each other next to next to each other in a different tree or whatever and you know, it didn't matter if it was an hour left before the light went down or not we were out there and it was uh it was pretty fun that's
1: pretty fun so you started you got into hunting your um around 15 16 and, and you tagged out opening morning on a buck for the first four years you picked up a bow
2: well actually sorry that was with a gun I'm oh with a gun okay the
1: gun. so yeah yep, with a gun so yep. that was from as old as you could 12 13 14 15 16 years old yep. you tagged out on a buck every morning now as a as a new hunter uh those first couple seasons were you in the tree stand with your dad or your uncle or somebody like that
2: um i wasn't in the same tree like my dad and i always went um i sat on the ground in a an old folding chair i remember about 150 yards away from him the first year and then uh and after that he let me actually go in the tree by myself and, and I remember it was, you know before seven thirty my gun going off and I'd be come running up to him because the you know, cell phones weren't really going then yet. So yeah. I come running up to him and bug him before he could even get a good chance to hunt. So
1: <laughs> So so you, you were uh you know, you were a youngster back then and um how excited were you you know for opening day of gun season to get out there and yeah as far as your very first hunt when you were 12 i don't know if you i mean if you can remember that f- far what was it like what was the anticipation like
2: uh yeah i can't remember everything but i just, I just remember the actual hunt you know i just remember this buck walking in and i was nervous as i get out and and uh Um, Like I said, I couldn't remember leading up to it, but when that buck walked in right at light and put the trigger on him, and it's a out 6 and it's a pump, and I unloaded four shots in like, you know, two seconds. (laughs) 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 So so, yeah, so that was pretty fun. So the deer didn't stand a chance, basically. Uh, Nope, he didn't go very far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was... You know, and then after you, you know, after you killed that first buck of yours at the age of 12, what was the next year like when, I mean, was there still, was there high anticipation Were you, uh, I know as a kid, some kids can be, you know, a little cocky to, oh, I I shot a buck already. I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot another one. So, I mean, <laughs> what, what was it like, um, going into that second season, if you can remember, were you just as pumped or was, had it, did anything change?
2: You know, it was pretty much, uh, you know, this time I was in the tree, so it was a little bit different scenario. Like, I actually built the tree stand myself, you know, and I mean, back in the early 90s, I mean, we built wood tree stands back then. And yeah, uh, it was, like there's three big oak trees, and I built a platform with a railing around it, you know, and and two by four steps going up to it. And so I, I had done all that to myself, and I was pretty excited about that. I know that. And uh, but yeah, it was basically the same scenario, you know, nice, uh, big seven pointer come walking in and. 15 yards away and that was a it was a done deal that's done deal. <laughs> <was> pretty pumped
1: <laughs> so was your dad did your dad was he was he giving you tips and tricks on where to set up or was it kind of like all right jimmy you're a deer hunter now go figure it out
2: you know you know yeah he you know when i was like i told you before i actually started hunting my dad was always bull hunting all the time well then things kind of changed you know once i started was able to go bow hunting and whatnot myself. Like, um, he was busier with his job and he couldn't spend much time with me as I wanted to, him to, you know? And so I just, I basically just, like I told you my buddy and I hunted these bull hunted together a lot yeah. and, uh, we just tracked the woods and looked for sign and, you know, we just trial and error kind of thing, you know, and that's, that's kind of how we've, we've done it ever since. <laughs> okay.
1: So then during the actual gun season, that's when you kind of were spending the time with your, your dad. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So dad would never miss gun seasons, So Gotcha. So you got into bow hunting at about 15 and your dad really didn't, uh, he, he, he couldn't get out and show you the ropes as much as you wanted to. So you you went with a buddy, and uh, you guys started learning together trial by error. What were what were your goals when you were younger? Was there kind of like uh if it's brown, it's down kind of mentality when you were bow hunting? Or were you guys going after mature bucks? Or fill me in there. Well,
2: well basically my dad had kind of instilled in my head, don't ever shoot a doe, you know, because, Back then, you always had to apply for a a license, for a doe license in Wisconsin, for a sticker, I believe it was. And anyway, and dad, he would never shoot a doe, so it kind of got in my head, wow, we don't want to shoot a doe. (laughs) So so my buddy and a lot of us, a lot of times, we didn't have any success out of the tree stand, but um, we had some public land around us with some ravines and a river bottom. And and during the rut, we would go through and just walk through areas and we sat down beside each other and one would have rattling horns and one would have a grunter and we sit basically back to back kind of thing, you know, and, uh, one would try to call here and there and we just kind of do that. And we had some pretty ex- awesome experiences from that. So.
1: Cool. So as you, you know, as you started getting older and, um, you know, maybe you started going out without your buddy uh, after, you know, in your high school days or maybe even after high school, when did you start to get into, like, did, have you ever been into it real serious where you throw the trail cameras out and you're, you're going after a set group of bucks or anything like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I was pretty fortunate. I got to spend a lot of time in uh, Buffalo County with some guys and, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Buffalo County Wisconsin. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. so I gotta spend a lot of time with those guys and um be around the big ones. Like we would go out early and you know, before season even start and you know scouting them out, you know, doing some velvet velvet filming and that kind of stuff. And you know, from where I grew up to there the size of a deer night and day, you know, for sort of rack wise. And um it's pretty crazy. Like just being around it got you got me so used to being around the bigger animals, you know. So yeah. I had kinda had that Kind of got that and instilled in my head then, you know, like, all right, you know, like we can pass the little ones because this is what the big boys can be, you know, this is what they can be like, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, so I got to experience that quite a bit. And then, um, I guess when I got married, I got married into some good land in Pepin County, which <laughs> borders Buffalo County. And yeah, it was, and I still have that place today. It's a, pretty much myself and my boy now,
1: so Did you yeah. marry your wife just for her her dad's hunting land?
2: <laughs> I won't ever <laughs> admit it, but maybe. No <laughs> Uh yeah, I got lucky, like he has her dad is young mom dad has three daughters and um I'm really into hunting and her dad was a farmer and he's retired now for farming and he just leases out to the field to his brother and uh
1: I basically get to run of the land, of the woods, and everything. So nice, nice, Pretty nice. So is it your t- fortunate? Is it your typical ag and timber type setup, like you know ag fields with fingers going in and out, with maybe a chunk of timber? Describe some of the property that you're hunting.
2: Yeah, we were really lucky. Actually, we have kind of I don't know how to you say it it's the best of both worlds in a way. Like we have a ridge top that runs east and west and it goes for miles with like you said fingers coming out on each side and got a really awesome bowl in it and then across the road we have um a creek bottom. There's a point that comes off the ridge that actually funnels right down into this creek bottom. And I've always well where I grew up hunting like was flat land pretty much. So it took me quite a while to kinda of, well I think I learned so we're starting to learn the hills and the last couple of years I started learning the creek bottom stuff and how these bucks funnel up and down from the ridge top down in there. And it's, it's uh yeah, it's pretty lucky. I mean, it's, it's about 200 acres and like I said, there's, there's egg fields all around us on each side of the ridges on each side of our creek bottom. And so, so it's pretty, it's pretty good setup really.
1: Okay. A lot of big deer running through that area. What's that? Sorry. A lot of big deer running through that area yeah there is actually you know, so. what's uh what's the biggest deer you've shot off that property or off of any of the Wisconsin properties that you've hunted
2: um the biggest one I've shot was just over one forty um okay. I did shoot one a couple of years ago that we were guesstimated he was in the one sixties plus and made a high shoulder oh, shot okay. and they
1: get him, but he was he was a beast. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. That sucks, man. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so, you know, the very beginning of the story we talked a little bit about um you as a a child getting into hunting. Now what what year did you get married? I got
2: married in oh
1: three. Two thousand three. Okay. Alright, oh thousand two thousand three. And how Old, I guess, how and she your son you said is now eight, right,
0: yep, okay,
1: yep. so let's see, so about two thousand six is when you had your son how how important was it for you to enter, like have your son be a part of hunting well like and i shouldn't and i shouldn't my- I shouldn't just this. This story is going to get to your son here in a second, but I shouldn't just yep. say your yep. son because you have a daughter too. So yep. I, I guess I'll ask a, a broader question and say, how important is you to make sure your children are involved in the outdoors and in hunting?
2: You know, like at first, like when my boy was born, my wife told me, she's like, you know, she's still, I know you love your hunting stuff, so, cause she, she always says, you're never done hunting even when i say okay i'm done hunting for the year she's like you're never done don't ever say that you know yeah. <laughs> but but like in the back of my mind is like oh, you know, i really hope they like it you know but she doesn't want me to pressure them into it right you know that kind of thing and but um like i've brought both of my boy and my daughter like early on they're, i mean golf i got i've got some pictures of my boy of uh, a buck, my uncle's buck. He was gosh, he must have been only four years old, standing in their home, both sides of the buck, just looking at it in awe, you know. And yeah. and uh, I kind of just brought them out to it to experience it to see what they would do, you know, and if they grossed out about it or not, or they didn't care, or they liked it, and they've both gone on multiple tracking jobs with us now. And and you uh, and my daughter, she's gonna be five this year, and she's she's already into it, and she wants to she wants to get a bowl and. And my boy, well, I kind of, I don't know if it's all my fault or not, but he's a diehard already. He's already yeah. got his bow and he's shooting constantly. And, and uh, <laughs> So, yeah.
1: So what did you do to get your your children involved? I know you mentioned a couple tracking jobs, but do you go into any more detail with that? I mean, are you explaining to your children, um, you know, how, how a bow works, how a gun works, you know, like how a deer goes from a bedding area to a field source and you, and like tree stand placements or, you, or, or are you keeping it kind of high level right now?
2: Um, like we're like, with my daughter, not a ton. Um, yet, yeah, Um, but my boy, you know, he'll sit there and he watches the TV shows with me and all the time. And, and, uh, he asked me lots of questions. So we we sit and talk about it. And I guess one of the good example is I'm pretty big on scent control, and and uh, one day we were driving by a gas station, and there's two guys standing outside their truck at the gas station, all dressed in camo. And my uh, boy, he's like, Dad, they can't be doing that.
1: You know, you're gonna
2: smell them, you know. And so I'm like, Yeah, you're right, you're right. So,
1: That's got to be a win just, for you, pick so him picking that up. Oh yeah, he's
2: he's just he, he picks up, he watches everything and picks up on everything, and. You know, some will make a shot on T V and it'll be perfect shot, whatever. And he's like, Oh man, that was awesome, dad. You should see that the arrow just I just watched it fall right in there, you know. And
1: it's <laughs> it's pretty exciting to hear him talk like that. So, so is your is because I have a daughter and yep. um I, I talked to her and I was like, Hey, do you want to go shoot a big buck with daddy? Or do you want to go shoot a deer with daddy sometime? And she's like, ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'll show her the antlers downstairs. And she's, she's, yeah. I don't know. She's only three. So I'm maybe I'm, and I'm not pressuring her, you know, lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink type of thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, I know I'm. I probably have a little bit high expectations for her at this moment, but, um, what's your, what does your daughter think of all this? Is she, is she grossed out by blood or like when you, when you shoot a deer and, and hang it, does she get grossed out by that? Or,
2: you know, not like I thought it would be at first, like her first, first experience we got in a doe and she went tracking out with it and, she actually wanted to hug it, you know, and pet yeah. it and all that good stuff, you know, but she wasn't grossed out about it. And then like, even this last year, um, she, she was like, Oh, there's blood on there. I'm not touching that, but I'll touch this, you know? Yeah. And, and so she's not too bad really. And yeah, I'm, I'm not forcing her to see it. And I said, Oh, if you don't want to see it, we don't need to look at it, you know, kind of thing. And Gotcha. Whatever. And, uh, I'm actually venturing into taxidermy. I went to school and kind of do some stuff on the side and, both of them have been in my shop here while I'm keeping out of a deer and they don't my boy he dug great right in to help me and my daughter just sits looks at it and she wasn't grossed out though, which I was pretty surprised. <laughs> good.
1: Good. So,
2: yeah. yeah. So
1: this story is we're leading up to a an experience that you had this this year where you you shot a deer with your son in this in the tree stand with you. But was this his first year in the tree stand with you 2015 season was this his first experience sitting in a tree stand with you or was it earlier uh nope he wasn't this year um 2014 uh, 2013 was his first
2: year that he went with me during gun hunting okay um he bought a ladder stand and said it was his ladder stand and and uh that kind of thing and then so he went gun hunting with me and we didn't get anything and then 2014 yeah, he actually sat in a tree with me, bull hunting. Um, we got busted by Dole because he wasn't sitting still. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was pretty interesting. And she was blowing at him. And he didn't see her. I could see her, but he didn't see her. And uh, that was a good learning experience for him. And then um, he hunted with me gun season last year again. And then, Now this year was, he seventeen a bunch during bull season
1: this last year. Okay. What was, uh, how was he? I guess was it just afternoon hunts? Did you start him off with just afternoon hunts, or did you do any morning hunts with him?
2: It was mostly afternoon hunts.
1: Okay. So what was his? What's what is? I guess describe to us what your son is thinking or saying. As I don't know, maybe you ask him, "Hey, do you want to go hunting with dad tonight?" And he says, "Yes." I mean, is he just jacked to go, or is he kind of like, like, does his brain switch to? Like, okay, I got to get my camo. I got to do this. I got to do this. What's, what's he, what's um, he act
2: like? He, he gets excited. And then I always try to give him the options like, all right, so this is what the wind is doing. So we could sit in the stand and we would try to, we name our stand locations. Like we got a lucky stand, the crick bottom stand and that kind of thing, you know, how, what day do you think will work best? You know, we sit here, we got the wind doing this, or we sit here, we got the wind doing that. I, I try to make it fun for him, you know. So it's yeah. like, like he's really in, got a lot of control of it, you know, and just to, you know, make it that much more better for him. But yeah, he's he's pretty precise. Like he's particular with everything that he does. He analyzes everything, and uh, yeah, he's got his own hardness, you know, all that good stuff. So yeah. yeah, he's he's. He's always in front of me when we're
1: walking out in the field. So, so he's, yeah. he knows we're all like, if you, if we get out of the truck and he picks a certain stand, he knows how to get to it. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, are you guys doing anything else like uh shed hunting or turkey hunting or anything like that?
2: Um, we're going to go turkey hunting this year. He's going to get involved with that. Okay. And then, um, um, uh, so that'd be his first year for that part of it. But, um, yeah, he go shed hunting, like we went shed hunting this year, and he actually was buried himself in the thicket and got all cut up and everything from the briar bushes and stuff, which I was pretty impressed with. <laughs> <laughs> did and he, uh, Did he find any sheds? He did not find any. We, we had a bad year, so we didn't find much
1: of anything. Gotcha. Okay.
2: So, but, so he helps me put the mineral
1: out and, you know, the trail cameras and that kind of stuff. So you're flipping through the trail cameras... Uh, pictures with and what's he what's he talk what's the conversation like when you guys are flipping through those pictures
2: Uh, well a good example like uh, we've we tried to feed our deer a little bit this year over the winter more so they would stay because they don't like winter at our property as much and um, but this year well it's been logged for two years now so now it's more cover for them to stay so we we were putting out corn and we've been watching uh, a buck that already had shed and he had double throat patch. So he, he named him, Oh, there's that double throat patch book again, Dan. And yeah, this and that. And we had a real nice hen player, probably one fifties this year that showed up after I shot my buck in 2015 here. And he's like, you got to save that buck for me when I can go bull hunting, you know, and this and that. And so he, he analyzes them pretty good and he, he recognizes them. And I, I help him like, because before he'd always be like, "Well, how can you tell it's the same buck? How can you know it's this buck?" I said, so, "Well, look at this. You know, see this here and see that scar there, or or whatever. You know."
1: Yeah. So, okay, yeah. so he he's excited to go with you. He's in, you know, he's leading the way to the tree stand location. You know he he gets uh, he gets up in the tree with you, and as you're waiting, as you're waiting there for deer, what's what's the conversation like? What's he talking about?
2: He gets. He gets pretty antsy. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's uh he's uh um. I, I'm really surprised he can actually sit still very long in the tree stand because he's just always going kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so you know, he's like, "Why aren't we seeing him here? You know, why? Can we go? You know, you know, he'll be so excited to get there, but then yeah, he'll get bored in a hurry. And he's like, "Well, why can't we go? And I'm like, "Well, we gotta stick it out, you know. I mean, yeah, gotta be there before." you know, at the right time. And then you're going to stick it out for prime time, you know,
1: kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, is he, I mean, is he the kind of, I mean, is, are you letting him rattle or grunt or are you just kind of maybe trying to focus on being as still as possible for as long as possible? And I know that can be hard because my daughter is a (laughs) firecracker. Like she's, she's a, she just goes, 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 goes.
2: Yep. Yeah, he's he's pretty much a firecracker also. Um, so I don't think... We didn't do any rattling this year, and I think I might have let him call once or twice, I think. And he'll practice that inside. The, we got a cabin at the land, and uh, uh, he'll practice inside with rattling and that kind of thing, you know. But I haven't quite got him into doing that yet out in the woods so much.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this year... Uh, I mean, you he, he went out and you did a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, bow hunting with him in the tree. Um, was he there during the summer as you were shooting your bow a lot? I mean, or in your backyard or wherever it is that you actually shoot your bow. Is he sitting there watching you and asking you questions? Does he have a toy bow or something like that?
2: Um, well, he actually has his own bow. I got him uh, diamond nuclear ice, I think it was, when he was six. He started shooting that, and then um, he did a winter league. Shoot in 2014, he did a winter youth league with it. Yeah, and uh, so he so he was shooting right alongside of me, kind of thing. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's like a, a regular bow. I mean, it's a real deal bow. And then um, this last this year, I guess this Christmas, just before Christmas, I bought him a a Matthews pipe DT, and uh, so yeah, he he's. Always shooting. Yesterday, he finished his youth league and he got third place out of that. A lot of the kids in that were like eleven years old, twelve years old. So,
1: so he's he's not only into the hunting and the nature aspect of it, but it sounds to me like he's he's into the archery portion of it as well.
2: Yeah, he gets home in the middle of winter here, and it's two degrees I like, dad, I want to go shoot. I'm like, dude, you
1: can't <laughs> shoot, your hands are gonna fall off, you
2: know? <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, great.
1: How many times did you take him out? Um how many times did you take him out uh bow hunting this year and uh I get before I mean were you guys seeing deer every time? I mean did you guys get busted because he was moving, anything like that?
2: Um I see I think we went on Probably four or five times
1: together before before we
2: actually got here. But we sat in the in the ground blind, set up on the field, and I try to get him into that ground blind more, so that way he can uh, move around and not be exposed
1: so much. You know, kind of yep. thing. Yep. So, yep. so and I let him bring games with too. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I, my next my next thing was. Okay, so you got him in a, a ground blind and. Uh, into the tree a little bit as well but um, what are you doing to keep him occupied while I guess you're sitting there waiting because obviously bow hunting any type of hunting is a lot of waiting and kids right. kids don't handle that very well what uh, right. treat snacks all that stuff oh yeah and candy bars and
2: juice and I uh, would Nintendo DS <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> ball, make sure you keep that sound off you know off, yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Um. So, were you in a tree stand, or were you in? Uh, I mean, I guess my my next question should be: did, Were did you have deer encounters while you were in in the tree stand before the actual the your your harvest this year? I mean, were were there opportunities for you to say, okay, look, hey, there's one here's here's one comes, be real quiet, or right. Were there were there any successful encounters?
2: You know, the um, first two nights we went out, we didn't see much of anything that was anywhere close. And then uh, see, the night before I harvested my buck this year, um, we had, I think it was like eight deer on the field. And we had one real nice buck that came, gosh, we had a food plot. Like it was an egg field, it had corn in the middle, it was a big bowl, and it had alfalfa around the outside of the edge of the woods. And then we also had a food plot about 75 yards from our blind and uh, we had a buck come out and he bedded between the two of us, between the blind and the food blind just lay there for like a half hour. Okay. Just lay there. And that, that was pretty cool. You know, and um, he wasn't a shooter in my book, but I kind of had the thoughts of like, well, you know, if a decent buck comes by and give us, give an opportunity, I might try to take one for his experience, you know? But, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we had some does come by otherwise. and know. But we never did never did take a shot at anything.
1: Okay. But it gave him the opportunity to see see a little action. Exactly. Yeah. what was his reaction yeah, I, to that? Oh, he
2: kept grabbing the binoculars, hey, give me the back I want to look at him again, you know. Yeah. And he should try to count up points. oh I think he's a 7 point. Well, maybe not. I think he's an eight pointer, you know, and
1: it was pretty funny listening to him say that. The commentary, right? Oh yeah, it was pretty great. You know. So why don't you go ahead and and kind of, in as much detail as possible, talk to us about the night that you ended up killing a buck from from the stand with your boy in it.
2: All right. Well, yeah. So that Friday night beforehand, we we seen all those deer and that buck bedded, and then um, we stayed at the cabin, and it said, "Well, should we go in the morning or, or should we wait and sleep in?" You know, and and it happened to be my birthday the next day, and I was like, ah, let's sleep in. Like, All right. Uh, I'll, I won't argue with that. and don't ever get to do that very much. So what, we slept what, in. And what
1: year, what date, or what time is it? Or what time of year is it? What's the date? This would
2: have been October 3rd.
1: Okay, October so it was 3rd. early. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it was pretty green yet. And uh, <clears throat> so so we slept in that day, Fedra. And then that night after day, I said, like, well, where are we going to sit? And my dad came down and with his crossbow and he was going to hunt. And so, well, I'm going to go down the creek bottom in the ladder stand, and that's where his stand is, you know, called his stand that he picked out, his ladder stand that we put up, and I uh, said, all right. And it was, the wind was pretty well perfect for that. It was coming from the east, actually, which was kind of a rare wind, and out in front of us, we had cornfield, and between us and the corn, there was like a swampy patch, and then a creek right behind us, and, the way the wind was blowing was lower set like right down the creek which was perfect for there was bedding on both sides of this or where the tree stand was and we were sitting there and we didn't quite dress warm enough and he was getting cold and I was actually kind of getting chilly and we were kind of snuggling up together in the ladder stand and talking it's like oh why am I going to see any deer you know well, we just got to have patience you know And, and then I was looking around and I'm like oh I never noticed that. There's a trail that comes right underneath the stand, right into the creek. I never noticed that. I was pointing it out to him and next thing you know, here come a doe and a fawn, pop right down to the creek and walk right underneath the us. And he thought that was pretty cool and he wanted me to shoot the doe and I said, No, we're not gonna shoot the doe with the with the fawn that's there, you know, kind of thing and I'm like, All right and I kept telling him, you know, just be still, be still, don't move and so he walked right on by us and it was Pretty cool. They were there probably fifteen minutes, I suppose. Something like that. And then uh, they wandered off and um, a little while later I'm like, Oh man, look, there's something down there. The thick stuff down here, you know. I could see the tree moving around. Like it is but I was looking and yeah, there's a buck there, Dad and <laughs> I could see the antlers, but I couldn't tell how big he was and then um it stopped for a while, and then all of a sudden, here he comes right on this little swamp thing in front of us. And it's a real nice little eight pointer. And and he was he'd sit, I don't know, 20 yards in front of us for 10 minutes, just rubbing his neck on little shrub stuff there. And, and I kept telling him land and he'll you know, just be still. And I was still sitting at the time. And but we were doing pretty good. And then he wanted me to shoot him. I'm like, no, oh, he's just a little too small. <laughs> And then he walked off into the corner and I said, Well, maybe if he comes back I'll I'll take a shot at him, you know, if he gives us an opportunity. He's like, All right so then <clears throat> all of a sudden we heard a trash and a crash and he come running through the corner. That's where it sounded like a bear coming.
1: And uh so I stood up
2: and he stayed sitting and all of a sudden
1: he's like, Dad, yeah, shoot her, shoot her So <laughs> <laughs> he said that to you.
2: Oh yeah, and I couldn't see it when, He's like pointing, had his hand straight out in front of him, pointing out towards the port and I'm like, I don't see him and he was on my right side, Landon was, and uh like, I don't see him. He's like he's right there and I'm like, Oh well, not talk wider, but where you know, and he's trying to point and, and he was sitting lower and he was to my right so he could have a better view and and uh all of a sudden I, I saw Antler and I'm like, Oh, he looks pretty good and uh what you call it, he kinda of started walking towards this little slumpy part and I had my bow in my hand and I drew and then he stopped and I couldn't quite get a shot off. So I'm sitting there waiting and then I draw- brought it back and he started walking forward again and Landon started hitting me on the side saying, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> oh gosh. And I, and I was trying to keep my composure, you know, like just calm down and just you know, be quiet, you know, and then I redrew, drew and, and, uh, he stopped one more time, and I put it right behind his shoulder, and off he ran. And, boy, he looked up at me, and I swear his eyes were big as basketball, so it was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> so I want to know what, I mean, this buck, This I mean, no deer were spooked during this encounter. I mean, it sounds to me like there was a lot of, you know, your son's excitement may have potentially would spook a deer, but was was this buck focused on something else, or was he just trying to get through the area, or what was the deal?
2: You know, I have no idea what he was focused on and how I mean, the yard wasn't even I think it was like nineteen yards, I think I ranged it at afterwards. And I don't know how he didn't see Lannon pointing towards him or, or what, but but yeah, I mean, we never got busted. It was just one of those scenarios where, you know, just worked. for I guess.
1: Yeah. So how how first off, how big? What what kind of caliber of deer are we looking at?
2: Well, he was serious, well, just over 18 inches wide, um, but he had real short tines, and I actually think he was on his downfall. But um, he scored like one mid 120s, I think it was. But he weighed 208 pounds, so feel dressed. Yeah, but he was a big deer. He was a big deer, but okay. but he was normally yes. Normally, I probably would have passed him up. You know, because there's obviously bigger caliber deer there. Right. But Basically, when I saw it, saw he was a good book, I'm like, well, there's a whole neck, and it was a great experience for both of us, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty excite- exciting. Just to, I mean, after the shot, what was your son saying? Uh, he just looked at me and he was like, oh, I saw it. You, you hit him, you hit him, you know. And, and then, But
2: then he, he stood up next to me, and we We watched him run out along the edge of the cornfield and he stopped. Then we actually thought he tipped over. So we were like, all right, we gotta be quiet though, you know, because we want to sneak out of here in case he didn't, you know, kind of thing. And and, uh, yeah, so it was, he was whispering, he was giggling, and we actually had, like where we come in and out, we had a a video camera, a homebrew video camera set up up there. And uh, as we walked by it, we stopped in front of it. And say, "Oh, you know, we just shot this buck, whatever." And he was just giggling away when we were talking and into the video thing. It was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, were you guys down on the ground following blood? Did you was was any of this kind of like a teaching moment as well? Um,
2: yeah, like you know, basically, it's all right. You know, we got to give him some time. I don't want to go chase him right away, kind of thing. And we got to sneak out here real quiet because we don't want to spook anything, you know. And, We got down from the sand real slow, and we snuck out of there. And I sent my dad a text uh, about it. I said, well, we'll go get Grandpa first before we come down here. Give him some time, and we don't want to push him. If it wasn't a good shot, we don't want to push him and make him run and then not find him. And uh, and we were surrounded in corn, so it's not very fun tracking a deer in corn. Right, right. (laughs) And uh, so we uh, got back to the cabin, and my dad wasn't there yet. I'm like, well, maybe he's stuck out in the ground by a deer out in the field, so we drove the truck out there and picked him up and he didn't even get my text and and it's like, Dad or grandpa, dad dad got one or whatever and he's like, What, you did? And <laughs> so I was pretty cool. So he got back to the cabin and gave us a little, oh, I don't know, must have been like an hour, I suppose, and then walked down there to the creek again and they found the arrow was a pass through and then uh all the blood and then it was like coming out on both sides they could see that real easy along the corn and then um, uh, exit wound must have plugged up because that was only on one side and then he kind of like did a figure eight through the creek, all the thick creek stuff and went to the edge of the creek and it was like a six foot drop off there so they came back around and like we got all confused because he got like you know, back over his tracks that it came in on and they're like, Oh, well, what the heck, you know? And then finally I'm like, you know what? We're gonna have to back out of here and we'll come back in the morning to do this. And uh well I thought, Well I'm gonna go on the other side of the creek here, the little bank that goes up and it looks like fresh tracks on it. And so I walked up it and I looked around, didn't see anything at all and I said, All right, well let's mark it, you know, where we last saw it and we'll come in here in the morning. But the crazy thing is is that my wife and her sister, I already had planned on taking those two to a marathon, half mile marathon, deal know, they were running in the cities that morning at like six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, how am I going to get a babysitter at 10 o'clock at night? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like we got to go home. We're going to take my under this and we're going to have to come down, you know, right as soon as we're done with that, you know, and, uh, I'm like, all right. So then. Uh, we didn't get home, uh, actually at home, until midnight. My wife got us up at like 5 o'clock and <laughs> after the truck took them to their, their deal and waited very impatiently for them to get done. And thankfully the weather was going to be cool enough, you know. I wasn't too worried about that part. <clears throat> and then uh, I didn't get down there until like 11.30, which is killing me. <laughs> so, uh, But I was within 20 yards of from where he laid the night before. So he just went up that bank that I went up on and tipped over.
1: (laughs) So was your son, was your son with you when you, when you ended up finding him?
2: I actually found him myself while my dad and my boy were on the other side of the Creek. I'm like, I'm going to go on this side of the Creek and, you know, come back down where I was last before, you know, and, uh, I saw something laying there and I looked and I'm like, I found him. (laughs) So then they came running across the creek, and yeah, then we sat, and we had a couple other friends with him at that time too. And thankfully we did, because like I said, he was two hundred eight dressed,
1: so he was quite heavy, fully. <laughs> yeah. Fully. And, yeah. So when you ended up finding this buck, I mean, your son was with you when it happened. Did what was what was he asking? What kind of questions was he asking? What kind? I mean, did. Did you get him to, I mean, I I guess what happened? I mean, what was his, was he excited when you found it? Did he get a chance to hold it and look at it?
2: Oh yeah. He was excited and, uh, he was looking right away, like where we hit him. He's trying to look for that hole and (laughs) that kind of thing. I said, well, once we get him out of here, we'll, when we get him out, you know, we'll, we'll really look at it better. You can see everything that way, you know? Yeah. So then, uh. So, yeah, he was actually taking pictures. He took my phone and was taking pictures, and I was sitting there holding the deer, and he was taking pictures of the deer and cutting my head off.
1: <laughs> so you because he has my hands holding the deer. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> so, I mean, now that, uh, were you able to save the meat off of it? Did he watch you uh, clean it? Did he watch you take the meat off of it?
2: Yeah, yeah, he was, he, uh, normally I would um, cut him out myself, but time of day and it was on a Sunday then when we found him, so we, <clears throat> excuse me, we took him out of the creek bottom into the field, and yeah, he was there when he cut him out and got him cleaned up, and we looked at everything, like where the arrow came out and stuff, and uh, and, uh, and we took a bunch of pictures, and we just took him to town where we could get him processed right away or cut up right away, so they, uh, they he was with me the whole time with everything, and yeah.
1: You know, nice so yeah. uh so is he looking is he looking forward to this uh this uh upcoming hunting season with trail cameras or anything like that
2: yeah yeah he's been talking about it already and we're going uh back down to the land next weekend we're ready to uh check the. we still have cameras out there so we're gonna go check those and put some more mineral out and, and uh do some work down there so i told him we want to try to do this and do that with this trail and this trail so we can sit here and sit there. And uh, so, he's, uh, he's pretty excited to go help. So. Cool.
1: And then what about, uh, are you taking him turkey season this year? Tur- uh, turkey hunting? Yep.
2: Yep. At the end of April is my season. So, so we got to get up off early to go. <laughs> so, actually, when I was talking to you earlier, when you brought up turkey hunting, um, he was standing beside me and I said, you know, here he's going to go with me and he just pumped it in the
1: the air with his fist you know nice nice well let me say congratulations to you and wish you and your son uh, the best of luck in this uh, 2016 season and uh, anything else that you want to uh, anything else you want to talk about you know between you and your son or anything that you're looking forward to per se I
2: was looking forward to this coming season here. I mean, we're hoping, uh, hoping this big 10 that we had hanging around is still there. And um, there's a real big nine player, too, that I had an encounter with after I got my bow with our buck with the bow. And he was a uh, pretty, pretty big boy there. So I'm hoping these guys are still around. So hopefully we'll get a crack at them this year.
1: Nice. Well, yeah. have a you know thank you very much for coming on the show and ta- telling your story and uh and uh i guess uh, like i said good luck and tell your boy uh thanks for listening and thanks for uh thanks for being a hunter.
2: Yeah, thank you too. You know, thanks for for all that you're doing with your shows and it's, it's great.
0: Another podcast in the books. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Like I always do, I just want to say thank you to all the people who are listening to this podcast and uh, following me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and doing all the things that need to be done in order to keep this from going. Make sure you guys are checking out Exodus trail cameras at exodusoutdoorgear.com and uh, give them a, Give them a quick uh, visit and find out more information about their products and their trail cameras, Uh, and that would be a good start. Now, one thing I want to touch base on really quick is the next generation of hunting, and it's very important for us and and for me to, how do I put this, provide a positive message for hunting in that next generation and to teach my children and to teach your children and the youth i mean even if it's not your children the youth the the next generation below us the proper ethics of hunting and that the game that we hunt is a resource and that resource if not treated properly has an expiration date so there's a lot of things that go in to, you know, educating the next generation on, um, the right way to hunt and the right way to live outdoors. And, um, that is, that is on us, on me and on you to, uh, to follow down that right path. Now, hopefully that made sense. That was right off the top of the head. So, uh, if I, uh, didn't make sense, hopefully you guys can, uh, translate that into the message that it needs to be so thank you very much for tuning in and uh remember wear your damn safety harness